Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to the show wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube at The Trophy Room. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. Or if you really, really like us, toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Feeling super powered. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Because I got the first dose of the vaccine, man. Woo! The powers, the powers are setting in. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Have you grown scales? Do you have hair where hair no. used to not be? What's going on? <laughs> I I um I went for the premium loot box. Okay. When it comes premium to RNG. the vaccine. Great. Not the basic one. Like the Mm-mm. premium. I'm guaranteed a diamond player mm-hmm. or a higher. Okay. Or uh, an epic weapon. So yeah. we'll see. I gotta wait three weeks. We'll see. Awesome, dude. I'm super I'm super excited that you got it. I'm still waiting for mine. And you know, we'll start off the show on a somber note because though we're super happy for you, Kyle, and it's a huge relief off my chest knowing that one of my friends knock on any type of appliance in wood um is safe. And mm-hmm. um again, this week's been really hard on this community. And I hate being somber, but we lost two members of the community um, over the past few days. We lost my brother, uh, Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru. Um, without him, there would not be a trophy room. Without him, I would not, I would have quit this a long time ago. And I owe a lot to that man. And um, I'm going to make sure it was not in vain. I'm going to miss him so, so much. Miss him every day. Uh, and then uh, over the past few weeks, we... Uh, we suffered a hit. I dizzy of uh, member of the Iron Lords over there. They do great work. He was the CEO, COO, uh, Chief Organization Operator. Right? Is that how they? I don't know. Or operating words. officer. I operating think. officer. Um, this man been through so much, um, fighting cancer. From what I understood, in remission, COVID got him, and uh, our hearts hurt for our Iron Lord brothers over there. Um, everybody, they're all, both of them have GoFundMes. Um, I Dizzy leaves, uh, his wife and a child, uh, Bobby's family also hurting as well. So please, you know, if you got a buck or two, throw them over there. Don't worry about us this week. We're fine. Um, they're going to really, really need it. So again, our hearts hurt. This is a, a hard week and, Honest to God, Kyle, I debated on maybe we skip out. Maybe we, you know, maybe we, we throw a rerun of the show from last week or something, but mm-hmm. I need that escape. I know um, so many others need that escape as well this week. So that said, um not going to pimp out the Patreon, but I do want to thank our patrons uh, I want to thank our platinum producer, Todd Berwitz, um, and too soon. We want to thank our gold members, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Jose Jimenez, and Jedi Master Ren. I want to thank our silver plus members, Hide Doors, Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just Ray. JB, the purple monkey, uh, and also AKA my brother, uh, Jadis Von Metal, 
Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez. Thank you all so much for supporting us the ways y'all do. Again, this week, listen, it's been hard, but there's a lot to talk about, and hopefully we could provide you that distraction that so many of us need. Today, we're going to talk about Elden Ring and the leaked trailers and why everybody gives a crap. We're going to be talking about the PlayStation Store ceasing purchases of rentals, TV, movies, etc. We're going to tell you about all the things shown off at the little PSVR event today, and we're also going to be talking about how PlayStation 5 may or may not let you use a banana as a controller. And of course, Fall Guys being purchased by Epic. And with all that said, with all that out of the way, Kyle, you're, you're really, you're, you're in for the banana controller story, though, most of all. I could, I could yeah, tell. Looking, looking through the dock, I'm like, there's no way this is a real headline. There's no way this is the real thing. I was so wrong. Click that link. You're going to see. I, I did. The I patent did. is a man with a banana as a controller. Like Someone drew that shoulder, in a patent. Shoulder buttons. <laughs> Kyle, it's Will time to square up the haptic news. feedback? Who knows? Oh, there's only one crazy. way to find out. Uh, the, news. the first one comes from Oscar Gonzalez over at CNET. Elden Ring trailer appears to leak online. Since its reveal at E3 2019 from Software's Elden Ring has become a highly anticipated game. It will likely be a must-play for many gamers when it is released for the PS4, PC, and Xbox One. The Dark Souls developer worked with Game of Thrones author George R.R. R. Martin to create a new world, and thanks to a new leak, fans may finally be getting a glimpse of the action. Snippets of a purported trailer first appeared on Twitter on Monday, and then a trailer was uploaded to YouTube. The video has not yet been confirmed by publisher Bandai Namco as the trailer for, as the trailer for the upcoming game. The footage contains a few trademarks for From Software's games. In one shot, the player's character sneaks behind an enemy and stabs him in the back. This is me. Most generic sentence I've ever read for a video game. (laughs) There are, back to the story. There are two glances at magic being used in combat, with one surrounding the character and then shooting out. Similar to the homing soul mask spells in the Dark Souls games. There's also a spell that appears to create a magic spear that's similar to the various magic weapon spells found in the developer's games. And it wouldn't be a From Software game without huge bosses, as shown multiple times in the leaked trailer. Two more leaks appeared Monday and were combined with the first two to create an almost two-minute trailer. More of the world is shown and, again, looks very similar to From Software's Dark Souls games. Then in the final leak, a character in robes appears and seems to be the antagonist in the game. The game's director, Hidaki Miyazaki, said that Martin created the mythos and that this would be one of the developer's biggest games ever. Elden Ring's initial release date was set for March, but it appears to have been delayed due to the pandemic. On Monday, Bandai Namco also trademarked Bando- Bandai Namco Next, according to Nibelian on Twitter. This could be the publisher's own showcase happening soon, which would likely prominently feature Elden Ring. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. The internet, a few days back, freaking out about all these trailers as the days happen and as more leaks get revealed more weird blurry camera angles and shots of this game it led me to only one question about the elden ring Uh that is why do people care so much about it it's a great question (laughs) because i like honest to goodness listen you know me i'm the from software number one biggest fan bloodborne Greatest yeah. game of last generation. How many days? Uh, I can't tell you because I don't have the Google search up. But 
over a thousand. <laughs> that said, Kyle, that said, you caught me off guard. I'm embarrassed. But nonetheless, um, I can't be, I, I saw a guy hitting an anvil and a chick with a helmet. That's all I've seen with this game. And for me, I can't get excited by just saying, oh, you know, it's Miyazaki from software, George Railroad Martin. Because, like, George Railroad Martin's never finished anything in his life. So, Kyle, why is everybody freaking out? It's a great question. Yeah. Um, I, ha- I kind of had the same thing. It's also been 2,171 days. Got it first, guys. I knew, guys, if you <laughs> The could real see... Bloodborne fan right here. <laughs> I saw him typing up something. Like, oh, he's searching for it. <laughs> Damn it, son of a gun. Uh, um, yeah. Why... From just reading this, I didn't uh-huh. watch the leak things because I would prefer to watch it like all finished and not over the shoulder. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like um, like a camera shot of a camera shot of a of yeah. the of the. I don't want to see somebody's shoulder in the in the yeah. shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it to me from everything that it sounds like, it just sounds like another Dark Souls game or or, or Souls game where big bosses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sneak it up and stabbing people at the back, uh, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. Okay, it's not a bad thing, but I just need, I need something to be excited about with this mm. one. And George Martin is not the thing for me. Like I love Game Game of Thrones show. Right. I will defend that show against anybody. Even season I eight. Under- even season eight. I had a great Fair. time. Fair. Um. But even that doesn't move the needle here and there because, like you said, like his storytelling is so wide and dense, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's ever going to finish the books. <laughs> and he has more projects that I think he said he was doing yes. now. So, like, I'm I'm pumping the brakes on any excitement for it. Again, it's not my gem anyway, but I'm mm-hmm. excited. I want it to want to be blown away, kind of like watching Sekiro for the first time. Yeah, like, oh man, there's a grapple hook there's <laughs> this giant ass snake just mm-hmm. you know chasing you around the map like yeah. that's exciting yeah. so far from what i've read it just seems like another souls game and so where i'm at and i think a lot of the souls com- communities like yeah and that's why we're so yeah. fucking excited <laughs> uh-huh. i get and, that i yeah. get that and i totally get that as well like again love i love a good from software game but nothing even out of the leaked screenshots, because I was morbidly curious, I'm like, okay, let's see this. I have FOMO. I have fear of missing out. I like nice things. And when I took a look at the screenshots, I'm like, oh boy, this is a mistake, because everything's way too blurry. I can't really make out anything. This may not be the best first impression this game's leaving on me, because, again, you got the huge watermark uh, over it as well. So it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'll wait till the trailer. And I think when... I think of Elden Ring and why people are so excited about it. You just have so many market terms or marketing terms or marketing names being thrown out there for people to get excited. Like Game of Thrones, whether you loved the end of season eight or you hated it, has carries a big weight with it. And same with George Railroad Martin. Like he has made one of the most popular books, you know, of all time. And so that being said, I can understand why people are excited, especially when, you know, they're going to dive into the mythos of this world. It me- probably means that Ger- uh, George Railroad Martin is just kind of building the foundation of what this world is with Miyazaki. And that gets people excited because these are two wildly creative people working together. But 
at the same exact time, yeah, I don't get why everybody's like, like, I, I, I don't understand when people are like, oh, this is my most anticipated game because like all we saw was a title. Uh, and for that, I can't, I have no excitement for it. Now, am I going to mute all the Elden Ring words because I'm sick and tired of people talking about it? No. No, not, not one whatsoever. If you're excited, be excited. But for Absolutely. me, I, I I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't and know what this thing is. A couple things. One, yeah. I was laughing while you were talking, saying Railroad Martin, just because like that's what I've always said. I was curious what the RR actually is. is Raymond it? Richard. Raymond <laughs> Wow, okay. He's also born in Jersey. He's a R- Jersey boy. He's a Jersey boy like a, a like me. Hey, Look at that. Hey, like you. Hey. Look at we got the boss, uh, we got George Railroad. Look at that. Done. We're yeah. done. Bon Jovi, um, move over. Um <laughs> uh, and, and I can I and two, I can already hear people screaming at me like, Well, Kyle. It doesn't look exciting. It's it's just another Dark Souls game. Yeah, well, Uncharted games are just another Uncharted game. Like that's, a, I understand. I can feel the anger and the frustration <laughs> when I say that. I get it. Yeah. It's just for me, the Souls games don't have that story, Oomph. right? Like yeah. trailers for me are all about when when it comes to Souls game. In my experience, of here's this really cool looking boss. Here is this awesome uh, world. Here's this. Blah blah blah. Like, I there's no character <laughs> mm-hmm. for me to like really fall in love with. Yeah, and be excited for. And that's what I. That's again, that speaks to what kind of gamer I am. Oh God, I hate saying gamer. Uh, <laughs> person who plays games. There you go. Uh, I, I prefer story, and I want to be attached to characters. And yeah. there's no doubt that the, that does happen for many people who play those Souls games. It sure. just that's not going to be a heavy heavy thing for trailers yeah or when it comes to elden ring or bloodborne or whatnot and i bet for me because like when i saw the blurry images of the vaseline over the screen um i was like oh this is a this is a from software ass trailer like it's giving you the mystery it's really advertising the world the environment the bosses and kind of the character second like there's always these classic shots when I think of Bloodborne when they're advertising it of like here's the shot of you on a bridge and then on this Elden Ring trailer it's like here's a shot of you on a bridge here's a big dragon and it's breathing fire it's like <laughs> okay this is and so when I see this trailer in real time at this Namco next thing awesome I, I'm all there for it that's yeah. when I'll get excited because they've actually seen the game and not just a PNG logo of it so like for me that's when I'm gonna get excited but for right now I'll pump the brakes yeah. and I'll tell everybody, you know, we got we got awesome games coming. Like, you know, the next month. We got Returnal, y'all. All right? Let's yeah. get excited for that. That said, though, Kyle, mm-hmm. this Bandai Namco Next, what's that all about? Because everybody's like, there's this Xbox event. Everybody's freaking out about it. Bethesda's going to be there. You know, Todd Howard's going to be there in his leather coat looking cute. Did I it? don't know why I'm into Did it either. But, like, Aaron Greenberg comes out. Thank you. Yeah. And Aaron Greenberg's like, there is no, there's no event with us in games right now. Yeah. Like, I, I bet there'll be an announcement thing with them and Bethesda, but they're like, in terms of like game showcases, we don't have the, there's always things happening, but not happening as soon as you think. So yeah. Bandai Namco doing it up front right here, right now. Do you think it's imminent or do you think this Bandai Namco next is, you know, is it in the next 30 days or is it in the next 30 weeks? Kyle, you tell me. Oh man, that's a big difference. It's a George Railroad, Martin. <laughs> IP Kyle. Um, I could see it happening within the next month. Yeah, 
I think if, if this game is going to hit later this year, I, I think having a, let's say, this Bandai Namco next thing happens in April, game comes out in October, November, seven-month lead-up, I think yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. So I, I can see it bad. happening. I, I'd rather it happen earlier than later. Of course, yeah. And this game's been long gestating, so it's not like a Fallout 4 situation where... Mm. That was kind of like a, almost like a surprise, yeah. and then boom, it's out so quickly. This we've known about for years now, so right. And for for me, I, I'm thinking it's by the end of April we'll see what this game is. We'll understand. We'll see what Bandai Namco has. Um, I know uh, Jason Schreier, a man who hates everyone, but we for some reason keep walk- coming back to him. Um, yeah. He said that this game's been delayed multiple times. It may be even delayed outside 2021. So that said, I think if it is this year, we're probably getting a, an event sooner. And if it's not this year, we're probably going to get an event at whatever E3, E3 is, is. <laughs> or what yeah. it is. So that's that's what I'm thinking. When? But yeah. Why? <laughs> How? Just all the question marks. I know. Why I know. E3? Yeah. Why is E3? And here's the here's the bigger question. Kyle, did you know in our next story that PlayStation used to sell movies? I did, actually. <laughs> what? This comes from Chandler Wood over at PS Lifestyle. PlayStation Store to seize purchases and rentals for TV and movies later this year. The PlayStation Store will stop sales and rentals for TV shows and movies later this year. Sony announced the change in a post on the PlayStation blog letting players know that on August 31st, 2021, the ability to purchase or rent video content on the PlayStation Store would cease. Sony says the change comes from a shift in customer behavior, which sees players leaning towards subscription-based and ad-based entertainment options rather than directly purchasing or renting video content right from the PlayStation Store. Players should note that any previously purchased video content will still be available for on-demand playback via PS4, PS5, and mobile, but the ability to make new purchases will be going away. With PlayStation consoles, players can access a variety of streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, HBO Max, and more. In addition to the accessibility of video streaming services outside of the console, this left the selection of video content on the PlayStation Store in a weird place, strictly offering sales and rentals while other services provided subscription or ad-based options. Rather than try to compete with those other services by evolving the video content offerings to match their competitors, Sony has opted to discontinue further sales and rentals via the PlayStation Store. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. What an intriguing topic of that... Oh. It's Jess Ray writes in like you can too over at Twitter at PS Trophy Room or over at our Discord server. We ask questions each and every week and y'all send them and we love you for sending them. And he writes in with Sony shutting down its movie and TV rentals and purchases on its PlayStation store. How do you feel this affects Sony in the non-gaming space? So uh, PlayStation TV shut down completely in 2019. There is talk of Sony maybe moving into streaming service for movies and TV shows. Did you ever use PlayStation to rent or buy movies and TV shows? If the answer is no, congratulations, you killed the service. Would you be interested in a streaming service from Sony? Very, a lot of great questions here. And I, I like how you said it. Did you ever buy or rent movies off the PlayStation Store? If not, you, it's your fault. Um, I yeah, have. Kyle. 
how does this affect Sony in the non-gaming space? Because a lot of people don't know, but like, you know, Sony isn't so much a tech company anymore. I mean, they're still there. Don't worry. They got big se- semiconductors that Microsoft wants. They're making your PlayStation 5s. But the thing that makes them a lot of money is they're a big production house. So they make a lot of movies and they make a lot of TV shows. And they sell those TV shows to like a Netflix or, a, you know, Apple TV or whoever will buy them. So like Breaking Bad is a great example of the Spooderman movies that you think are MCU, but actually are, uh, the money is Sony's. Um, all that is, is them. So how does this affect Sony as a non-service front or non-PlayStation front rather? Uh, I don't think it affects it too badly. Right. I, I, I think the, the proof was in that article and in, in the pudding. Not many people use it. Mm-hmm. I used it on a couple of occasions. Like, I have a couple free things that were, uh, like, error-priced on mm-hmm. the PSN store, thanks to <laughs> Wario64 and Twitter. Shout out. Um, but I, I, I really don't think it affects them too much. I, I feel like they can lean more into these partnerships with uh, Netflix and Disney Plus and and Spotify and yeah. all these these things that are part of the media remote like those buttons are not changeable yeah. those are permanent fixtures and um i think because of that they're going to lean into it and really promote that even more and i think honestly it's a wise move cuz i don't want a sony streaming service mm. i don't there's too many right it, it, this this is very much like the um like cloud streaming services like Amazon Luna and Stadia mm-hmm. and XCloud and my Stevenson gaming cloud <laughs> service platform coming yeah. in 2025. Uh, it's, it, there's too much. Yeah. This is why I'm a big proponent of physical media. Cause if I want to watch mm-hmm. something, I'm going to own it. Well, like seriously, look what's happened with the office, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The office was on Netflix. Now it's back on Pe- Peacock. Yeah, and, and and so they're they're making you spend more money to watch it over here on Peacock, but you've become attached to things on Netflix, so you have both. And then oh, HBO Max, it's got all these original things on here that are really cool. Hey, look at all these movies that are yeah. coming day and date. Oh, oh so what's good. this? Hulu, uh, you know, ad free television. Yeah, uh, you know, every or the day after, I don't know how it works, or live sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus, MCU, Star Paramount Wars. Plus. Paramount. We got Beavis and Butthead and the new Spongebob movie. Like, there's too much. I don't want these streaming services to be fighting over properties and things that I want to watch. So that's why I have my physical media, because I know I'll have them forever. Yeah. Like, when people were crying about The Office moving over or being off Netflix, like, I'm good. I have all the seasons. I have all the deleted scenes. I have all the bloopers. I'm good to go. Look at you, smog in your little ivory tower, hoarding all the movies. You know, how dare you? If I'm rich enough, I'm going to turn my house into a blockbuster. So if you want to rent anything, (laughs) come on down. That's right. That's right. The Stevenson Plus service. Yeah. Um, That said, we forgot Amazon Prime, you know? That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's a little different because that has a other streaming platforms benefit baked in yeah okay like that's I just do. like a baked in service so, so you can get your packages faster yeah kind of thing. now all that said yeah i i i don't think they should of course go into it they already have funimation and country roll which you know they're um they really want to corner you know the, the anime market because i think they know they 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 can grow that space i think they know that they probably can't 
compete with a Netflix or don't have the the Buku bucks to compete with a Netflix or an Apple TV or whatever the hell plus yeah. service. So yeah, I'm I'm fine with them saying no. You have your El Camino show on Netflix because of us. Thank us later, and I'm like, thank you. So yeah, that being said, the other question: Have you ever bought or rented movies? You already answered this. Whether it's pricing errors. A couple times. Yeah. I have a fucking bone to pick, Kyle. You know I don't want to cuss unless I absolutely have to because Earthy Cheese's mom is a stickler for this type of stuff. <laughs> but I I have a bone to pick. I bought Force Awakens because I was promised a PS4 theme when I did. Mm. I love Force Awakens. one of the best Star Wars. Disney didn't ruin Star Wars. You're ruining it. Toxic Star Wars yes. fan base. You are. Anyway, that being said, I love Force Awakens. <laughs> so I wanted that theme. That was and- the equivalent of Joe walking through high school, seeing you in the hallway and pitting you up against the locker. <laughs> like, listen, punk. If you got a problem with that, <laughs> meet Give me your at lunch the class. money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> anyway, that said, um, I never got that theme. Never in my life. Now, did Joe learn that lesson? Did Joe learn from that heartbreak? No, because they promised me a Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse theme. I have yet to get these themes. Now I have a PS5. PlayStation tells me, oh, these themes are useless now. So, you know, Joe, you know, <laughs> it's all worthless in the end. You know, all we are is a fucking wimp. Because I can't put the images I want on my home screen. <laughs> exactly. God dang it, PlayStation. So, yeah, I, I bought two movies. Do I regret it? No, because they're great movies. Uh, so, yeah. Am I sad to see this service go, though? Eh, nah, not really. I, like, I didn't really venture into it. I, yeah. I think the couple times that I used it, it's because my phone died. And I think I was, like, <laughs> I it was PAX or yeah. a train ride somewhere. And I rented, I think, Borat on my Vita. Because I was like, let me watch this. So I watched it on my Vita. Honestly, when I'm thinking of movies, I'm thinking of the UMDs. And I, yes. it immediately throws me back into, like, working at GameStop, just seeing the stacks of Chappelle's show season two UMDs just yep. laying there. Or so. Jackass. Or Jack. <laughs> like, all those really, like, bad movies as well. Like, just, like, you know, double-A budget bullcrap. So mm-hmm. that's what I, I remember out of the media for PlayStation. Nothing, nothing out of the store. Unfortunately, Ray unfortunate but i will tell you ray to make it up for you uh i use my playstation now way more than ever for the media app like those streaming services that are too many i'm using that constantly like i'm using that remote as well more than i ever have like my playstation 5 is my media hub so yeah my question my question joe is with all these tv shows in the works i mean last Uh was gonna be on hbo but like this twisted metal show yeah. Or these are the properties that were hinted at as shows. Are they going to be sent out to different streaming services? Or Absolutely. Are they going to, or are they just going to pick HBO and be like, here? No, HBO, listen, I don't see HBO. HBO show? <laughs> I don't see a Twisted Metal HBO show. <laughs> you know, HBO is like the, the fine wine, you know what I mean? It pairs well with. And I don't think... I don't think Twisted Metal is that fine wine. You're telling me Ape Escape is not going to be on HBO Max? No, I'm telling you that's on the Turner Classic Cable. <laughs> Paul Rapa, the rapper, is not going to be on HBO Max? You're telling nope. me this? You were, at best, FX. 
<laughs> also, I don't know if they're those are no. rumored shows. I'm just pulling them out of my ass. It's fine. Yeah, no, abs- no, no, absolutely not. That said, though, Kyle, Paramount Plus, they got the Halo show. And I know we're a PlayStation podcast. I know I shouldn't be excited about the Master Chief, but I swear to God, once I see that big green bastard, like in the re- like, they they had a real life warthog. Like, there's a like a blurry image. Like I was <laughs> a camera in high of a camera school. shot. When, like, the Halo movie was rumored. And now it's finally happening. <laughs> it's too long. But don't worry about it, Kyle. I graduated high school in 05. This Kyle. is way too long. <laughs> Kyle, how old were you when they had the Uncharted movie? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> and how blessed are we? We're going to have a Halo show with a warthog. We're going to have Tom Holland, that beautiful little hunk. We need to protect him as Nathan Drake. We're going to... A Hispanic Joel... Come on. Oh, yeah. No, we're lucky. Sure. We're blessed. We're in Mark Wahlberg as free. Sully? Like, come on. We're... We ignore that part. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Monster Hunter movie, Kyle. The Monster Hunter movie. Nate, say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. You know what I'm not confused about? What's on the PSVR? <laughs> El goddamn Dorado. That's what I'm not confused about. El Dorado? Is that Mexico? Where am I? My name's Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I talk to trees. <laughs> Any movie, he should just end every line he says. I talk to trees. I hear them. All the time. I see he was good in Departed, though. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Say hello to your mother for me. He's good in the other guys, too. Like, he's, he's pretty uh, good sure. in comedic yeah. roles. And... Yeah. Absolutely. You know what's also very good? That everybody just seems to overlook the PSVR. Right? Matt Purcell over at IGN what a transition. Uh, has a rundown of everything announced for PSVR today. Starting with Doom 3 VR Edition. Releasing on March 29th, Doom 3 VR Edition is, well, exactly what it sounds like. It's the survival horror-ish Doom game from 2004, including its expansion packs given a VR makeover. That means peeking around corners, angling shots with flashlight-mounted weapons, and using a 180-degree quick-turn system to take on any hell demons who have got the drop on you from behind. UI HUD elements have been placed on a new wrist-mounted display for immersion. Second one in this lineup is called Song in the Smoke. From 17-bit comes Song in the Smoke, a VR survival game coming later this year. The game appears fairly traditional by survival standards, but it is the VR elements that look to enhance those mechanics. You'll need to use your actual hands to take meat from a killed animal, bring food to your mouth, manually use tools to create tonics, and bring a knife to a piece of wood to carve it. The game has an early human look to it, with bows, clubs, and basic campfires, but there also seems to be a supernatural element too. This should make venturing out at night, when the game's most valuable rewards will be made available, all the more scary. The game Fracked is a first-person shooter set inside a mountain fracking facility that's been taken over by interdimensional maniacs. It's designed to be an over-the-top action game with skiing, shooting, climbing, base jumping, and ziplining, while also having a satirical story campaign to progress through. Developer Dreams describes it as close to, quote, if Paul Verhoeven made a VR game, end quote, which sounds pretty rad. Uh, 
my little note. I don't know who Paul Verhoeven is. I'm going to look that up after this. Yeah. While created for PS4, it will also feature PS5 enhancements with improved frame rates, loading times, and resolution. It launches this summer exclusive to PlayStation VR. Exclusive, you say? Uh, I expect you to die too. The Spy and the Liar. Stop right there. Stop right there. Paul Verhoeven, Dutch director, screenwriter. What's he attached to? What what's he all about? Ever yeah. heard of a little movie called Total Recall? Ever heard Ooh. of a little movie called Basic Instinct? Starship Troopers? Robo motherfucking cop? Oh, okay, I'm in. <laughs> oh. I get that now and I'm in. Alright, I'm in. Continue. I, ex- <laughs> I expect you to die too, the spy and the liar. A sequel to VR's popular espionage puzzle game, I expect you to die too, is a Bond slash Mission Impossible riffing adventure with a sense of humor. You'll be using all sorts of fun gadgets and gizmos to foil the enemy's plans for world domination when it releases later this year. Zenith from Ramen VR. Zenith is a JRPG and anima anime oh my god anime influence mmo built for virtual reality it has a colorful open world in which players can climb any surface and features fantasy real-time combat with swords bows and magic world bosses public events and dungeons will be available for multiplayer parties as well as a guild system while the game features traditional classes, they're not restrictive. Mages can tank and DPS roles can heal, meaning you can work as a team or solo no matter what class you choose. And finally, After the Fall. Uh, After the Fall is a new FPS co-op VR game from Arizona Sunshine Creators Vertical Games. Set in an alternate 1980s LA, players must shoot their way through a frozen, chaotic wasteland full of undead creatures called Snowbreed. These frozen undead are described as not unlike a pack of wolves. And you better believe there are different enemy types, including towering brutes that can instantly flatten you. Ooh, boy, oh, boy. So we got a couple of really interesting, really cool, really unique games that were showcased. Some, you know, like Doom 3. Some we don't, like Smoke in the Fire or Fract. Kyle, the most famous question out of the most famous Seamus writes in. Famous Seamus writes, here's my question. Okay, shoot. Out of all the PSVR games shown, which one would you want to play first? Which one out of all these games piques your interest? Which one? And and take RoboCop, Total Recall, and Basic Instinct out of the equation. You just read these trailers out loud. Which one has you the most hyped? It is the the Fract game. (laughs) Uh, Even without realizing who Paul Verhoeven is. um Fake fan. That, whatever. <laughs> that, <laughs> that just sounds like a fun time. Yeah. Over the top action game. What sounds like the um, blood and truth. Like it. It, it exactly. totally sounds like those kind of vibes, and mm-hmm. I'm into it. Um, they have I, like a two minute trailer on this, Kyle. It look and like out of all these games that that we're gonna you know you know that we're talking about, this one I was like, this one's right up Kyle's alley because it very much screams blood and truth by the way you're interacting so it looks like there's free movement within this game um, with those arcadey shootout sequences mm-hmm. and then it has a cell shaded art style so it screams Borderlands yes. and like you have like these skis so like there's like you're, like you're in Aspen for the most part but it's like run by nice. terrorists so like yeah like <laughs> you're like skiing along doing all types of gunfights and whatnot. This looked awesome. 
This is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I always wanted to play I Expect You to Die, the first one, because mm-hmm. it sounded really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited that's getting more stuff, because that is very tongue-in-cheek kind of humor. Yes. Which I really dig. Um, and then the other one that I'm really, really excited about is uh, After the Fall. Really? Uh, Arizona Sunshine was a game I always wanted to play. I just okay. never pulled the trigger on, on picking it up. Okay, um, fair. For someone that loves the snow, put me in VR in the snow. And yeah. just have make it like an action type of game. But before before you say which ones you're excited for. Okay. couple things. Yeah. We need to work on describing some of these VR games. I'm sorry. Talking about... Not, this isn't you. Talking about Song and Smoke. Right? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. is it part of the the selling you on the game bring food to your mouth? <laughs> Use your hands to take meat from a killed animal. Yeah. Bring a knife to a piece of wood to carve it. Right. That doesn't sound fun. That oh. just here's the thing. It's though. intuitive, yes, but intuitive. like oh, man, that doesn't sell me on the game. Okay, but what if I told you the person that's making the art for Song and Smoke is Katsuna? Tarada, known for his work on Blood, The Last Vampire, and early games in the Legend of Zelda series. Ooh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I'm not saying, like, it doesn't look good. I'm just saying that's not a great way to describe a VR game. I feel you, because actually, out of all these games, Song and Smoke is actually the one that I'm the most interested in more than anything. Because, like, you're dropped on this island, very much like survival games, like... You know, like Valheim, which is all popular with the kids now, but like, you know, like your Minecraft or whatever, but like, it's very, it's very, not to say minimalistic, but, you know, it looks kind of basic, like 2000s type art style. Um, So, you know, it looks like it could run on a PSVR for the most part. And yeah, like pulling back on a bow and shooting an animal, collecting the meat and like actually having a banger rocks together to put the fire together. Like that's actually pretty awesome. And even, like, sharpening, like, arrowheads to make arrows. Like, that seemed really cool to me and really interesting and taking PSVR to the next level to me. Because, you know, I, I think the the one thing that this, this what this spotlight really did well was it showed you this, a, a whole kind of plethora of games that VR could be eventually. Like, Doom VR, we, we know Doom, right? We've seen it work. But, like, survival games, I haven't seen many on PSVR. You get your ar- arcade games with Fract and uh, After the Fall, but then you get, like, you know, your spy puzzle games, and then you get Zenith, this weird JRPG MMO in Which VR. Which is wild that yeah. is a, a VR MMO game. Mm-hmm. And that... And, and, that's the cool thing was we saw a whole, you know, just a whole bunch of different looking games in this VR space. And I, I really appreciated that. So though Fract was actually my close second in what I was interested in, it's actually Song in the Smoke. It, it, it really did pique my interest of what what we can do with PSVR now and what we'll be able to do with PSVR 2 whenever that comes out. So... Yeah, I, I, was, I, I liked what I saw, but I will say the, the only game that didn't do it for me is actually between After the Fall and Zenith. The reason why After the Fall is we just saw a CG trailer of the game. Sure. Uh, we didn't actually see gameplay. And Zenith, what we saw there, it kind of, um, it, it, it kind of looks a little basic. But I, again, I like the premise that they give off. I, it's just, yeah. Yeah. In regards to Zenith, 
I am way more excited for put on put on your your nerdy glasses because okay. we're about to get nerdy, everybody. One sec. I'm way more excited for my idea that I've had for last year or two is to make a D and D game in VR, Ooh. an RPG where one you all the players are you're 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 rolling for your characters. You have your character sheet, and then a DM is making this world and setting these monsters, and you actually fight them and are on a board in VR. I just feel like that would make D and D even way more immersive. Yeah. I think that'd be such a cool concept, and the fact that they're tackling an RPG in VR, I think, is a great first step. Yeah, towards hopefully eventually getting to that point where that doesn't seem like such a far fetched idea. Yeah, no, and 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 I like yeah, I like where you're, you're heading that to. Again, when it comes to VR, it's kind of like yeah, these games are great prototypes for what we really want, and that's why for for you know me as 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 an enthusiast of VR, you as well, like. It's important to take these games, get these games, support these developers that are making these games, the ones that you're interested in, and giving them feedback of what you liked, what you didn't, and all that jazz. So you're building the future of this medium together. And I think that's the one thing we need. So I I hope Zenith is on other platforms as well. I hope all these games come to you know Oculus and whatever Mm -hmm. else is out there. So yeah, that's awesome. But you know what? The future, Kyle, it's not about what you put on your head. It's the bananas in your household and use them as controllers, Kyle. Let's go. Forget about spending $70 on a controller. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. You Xbox fans with your Elite controllers, get out of here with that. Yeah. Oh, I spent we $200. We got the entire produce section at our disposal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Gabe Gerwin over at GameSpot writes, PS5 could let you use a banana as your controller. Despite oh, repeated attempts at besting it, the standard gamepad remains the best way to play most video games. But a Sony patent application could change things up by letting you use a simple household object as a controller. In Sony's case, it seems to really want you to use a banana. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where Just Kyle. the way that was written. Beautiful. In Sony's case, it seems to really want you to use a banana. Just don't let anyone eat your controller before a big game. In a filing spotted by GamesIndustry.biz, Sony said that it, quote, would be desirable if a user could use an inexpensive, simple, and non-electronic device as a video game peripheral, unquote. Enter (laughs) the banana. This is actually written, folks. I am not adding that in. Presumably, you'd be able to use just about anything with this patent-pending system as you'd be moving the non-luminous object based on the poses you're doing with it. One image also shows X and triangle buttons mapped out on different parts of the peel. Excuse me, cross and triangle buttons mapped out on different parts of the peel. In addition to the banana, or two bananas, Sony mentions Don't get fucking such- crazy on me. <laughs> Sony mentions objects such as oranges, mugs, mm-hmm. or pens. Mm-hmm. Should the banana actually be a viable option, assuming the technology actually releases, it wouldn't be the first time somebody used the yellow fruit for video games. Sony is no stranger to experimenting with game controllers. The new DualSense's adaptive triggers are very unique, offering different levels of resistance based on what you're doing. And it has also used pressure-sensitive buttons for more control inputs before. We aren't sure it will work that well, but we really want to play all games with bananas now. I'm just thinking... I have so many things in my head right now. Immediate thought is 
You've seen, like, those nerd rages with people playing Wii, and, like, they're throwing the nunchuck at the, <laughs> at the screen. I'm just thinking of a person accidentally throwing a banana at their OLED. Like, <laughs> I, I'm thinking being so used to the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers. You take your banana, right, and you're playing Call of Duty or something, mm-hmm. and you go to snipe, and your finger just goes right through the banana. <laughs> you're like, oh, damn, I gotta go get another controller. <laughs> it's just... You're throwing kiwis, thinking they're grenades. Yeah. Yeah. That said, ask... And how how many people are going to just wait until the banana rots before they throw it away? How many people are going to play with a rotten banana? Maybe it's in this question here. Ask what, not why. With the report that Sony's latest application patent that will allow you to turn things into a controller, for example, a banana... What would you like to be able to turn into a controller? Can you imagine articles with person beats Dark Souls using their stapler as a controller? <laughs> I mean, I'm no stranger in trying this. Like, I've played Madden with a Guitar Hero controller. I'll try anything I've, once. <laughs> I played Madden with a DDR dance pad. Mm-hmm. That was exhausting. Really? Yeah, you actually have to run on the arrows, like, <laughs> to move your character. That was way back in the day. Oh, um, my God. I'm just, I'm still thinking of the hypotheticals of like someone raging <laughs> and blaming instead of lag. It's, oh, this banana is too mushy. But here's the thing. Yeah. It's, it. like, yeah it's because I had a mushy banana, bro. If my banana was ripe, I would have totally no scoped you. If I had a Granny Smith, this wouldn't be <laughs> happening right now. Also, can we talk, can we just talk for a second about Granny, not Granny Smith, uh, Red Delicious? Because yes, they're red, but they're not delicious. So, Ooh. question here, Kyle. How would this technology Very even wrong work? On that one. But it hurts How would your it work? teeth. Red delicious like hurts your teeth. No, 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 it's not good. Um, Granny Smith, number one. How would they work? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I really have no idea. Like, is it with the PlayStation camera and it's showing, like, your 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 fingers moving across this banana? I mean, <laughs> Honestly, I guess goodness, so. I wasn't going to well, put this news as a news story, but then they threw a banana in here and asked not what, uh, or sorry, ask what not why. Enter the banana. Enter the banana. Like, well, this like, question I, has me has me so enthused. If it's the camera, mm-hmm. you would have to mount it like above where you play games because it has to see your fingers. <laughs> no one is playing games with like, like this. Is the the closest controller I have is the Xbox one. Like, Ooh, you can play fan. like this. Yeah, have, have the controller upside down so the the camera can see all your like. That's not like. Do you have to walk up to it and go? This is a remote, and then it scans the yeah. possible areas. You know, I get. Uh, yeah, it's weird. But then, like, yeah, ask... do you do you have to move yeah. it like this? Very strange. Very strange. Very strange application. <laughs> then I turn to the Xbox controller. The Dual Shocks are behind me, folks. Please don't. Yeah, they're, don't they're throw your bananas. Down. You can use them as controllers. Please, or stop using your throwing your controllers at me. Please. <laughs> um, like, could I scan this and then actually use my Xbox controller as a dual sh- like Dual Sense? Like, that's yeah. that's a cool, unique idea. But like, yeah, what type of and knowing Sony as much as we love them and they make some of our favorite games, you know this technology is going to work like half good. Yeah, no. Uh, listen, I tried PS Now the other day on Resident Evil uh, uh, 4, because that's the one thing that won the Patreon goal, uh, or poll. And uh, let me tell you guys <laughs> something. Within five minutes, it just crashed. I'm oh, a wired really? connection. Wired connection. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to buy this game. <laughs> that's interesting, because I've also bad. been playing a game on PS Now, not RE4 yet. 
Right. And I beat the whole thing and it was flawless. It got a little framey, but it wasn't too bad. It's inconsistent. And that's the thing. As much as we love Sony, oh boy, oh boy, is their technology yeah. from time to time inconsistent. Especially like this, their services. If this yeah. technology ever sees the light of day, will we use it once on a stream? Absolutely, Absolutely. we will. Yeah. But after that, I will never go to it as like a solid means of... Unless in VR, <laughs> like using bananas as the wands. That's the only thing that I, I could think of is like in VR, you can use like literal like sticks or something. I, rulers yeah. as like, you know, yeah. I don't know, beat sabers. Babies. Sabers. You hold babies in both hands. Don't, and don't throw a baby at the TV. <laughs> I would never throw a baby at the TV now. Just saying. Uh, but to go to ask what not wise question of what we would like to see, I think there's a very simple answer uh-huh. that will solve. Every person who has ever played a game while they're hungry and snacking, it would solve all these problems. Tell me. Just a giant Cheeto. No more mm. worries about getting cheese dust on the controller. You are the, the controller cheese dust. is the cheese dust. You are one with the cheese so dust. So smart. So Done. smart. This guy. Chester the Cheetah's like, you know what? Million dollar idea, Sony. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> this guy's got it. <laughs> Put yep. him on the board, damn it. <laughs> what a weird again. And and like these companies file hundreds of applications every day. You know, this is just one of them. God knows the ones we've missed, Kyle. God I, only knows. I will say halfway through reading that, mm-hmm. and when I saw it on the Discord earlier, yeah. I was like, Joe's trolling me here. This is like an early April Fool's joke or something. No, I wish. No, it's a real thing. This is very, yeah. <laughs> this is very real. And listen, if like the, the, the what is it, the GameCube Congo drums... For Donkey Kong, yeah. anything, yeah, we'll be we'll be using plantains as controllers in no time. <laughs> you know, that said, Kyle, let's talk about the last story on the news. Sure, this, this one's comes a doozy. From Chandler Wood over at PS Lifestyle. Fall Guys developer Mediatonic joins Epic Games. Epic Games has acquired Fall Guys developer Mediatonic and Tonic Games Group. Epic clarifies that the Fall Guys experience isn't changing at all. In fact, if anything, it's expanding in the coming months, with Xbox and Switch versions set to join the PC and PlayStation versions of the game. Hmm. Tonic Games Group CEO Dave Bailey said, quote, At Tonic Games Group, we often say that everyone deserves a game that feels like it was made for them. With Epic, we feel like we have found a home that that was made for us. They share our mission to build and support games that have a positive impact and power others and stand the test of time. And we couldn't be more excited to be joining forces with their team End quote. Co-founder Paul Croft sees a lot of potential in joining with Epic quote beyond the shared vision among our teams. We see tremendous potential in combining forces with Epic. He said, whether it's about making our own games, the best they can be or empowering other game developers to take their content from a kernel of, of an idea to commercial success, we know that together we will be able to reach greater heights. End quote. Mm. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney said the acquisition is part of cultivating a group of developers to help expand the metaverse that Epic is creating. Quote, it's no secret that Epic is invested in building the metaverse and Tonic Games shares this goal. Mm -hmm. As Epic works to build this virtual future, we need great creative talent who know how to build powerful games, content, and experiences. End quote. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. The world of acquisitions, man. Every other week... There's something being acquired. There's someone being bought out. Someone's selling out. Now we got Fall Guys. And we we talked about this a few months back. 
about what the future of Fall Guys held. Would we eventually get to see that Fortnite level of, hey, we have Iron Man and Fall Guys? Mm-hmm. Kyle, you said you didn't want this. You said, keep it the way things are, damn it. This is my Fall Guys. Mine. And you have to prove yourself if you're a fan here. I have a platinum. That was a quote <laughs> from Kyle. <laughs> Go back and listen to all the episodes. That's right. It was totally me. Totally gatekeeping. Wait, wait, was not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Kyle, th- this this has broad implications for Fall Guys. Because like, I, I think the, the thing that's easiest to spell out here is Epic is really going for these live service games. And if you're a small indie and your game is a potential live service game and it hits there's a good chance epic wants to buy it it seems yeah. like fall guys being just that of with psionics Cy- with yep. rocket, rocket league. league so they got kind of like the trifecta here they got rocket league that people love they got fall guys that people love it's going to xbox is going to nintendo later this year right um mm-hmm. and then you have of course fortnite uh, which did we get a victory royale in today? Yes. Yeah, I have I, every day. I have a time to squeeze in a victory royale. Um, but Kyle, like, what what does this mean for Fall Guys? Do we do, will we see an Iron Man Fall Guy? That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that'd be cool. I, I, I do. I, do we see more Fortnite characters in here? Like mm-hmm. the basic character skins show up in Fall Guys? Maybe that'd be cool. Yeah. Um. I'm okay with this. At first, I was like, "Oh man, a bummer! Another Why? indie dev being bought out." Mm-hmm. Like I, you know me, I'm always scared of things disappearing from the the system that I love and the ecosystem that I love. Uh, it's a little less of a fear here because Epic it will just put it out everywhere mm-hmm. for the most part. At least that's what they've shown. Um, but huge congrats to the Mediatonic Mediatonic team. Mm. Um, they 100% deserve it after what they did with Fall Guys. Um, and I'm excited to see what this will mean for the game. Yeah. And uh, not that, like, it, it'd be, it's one thing if they bought a developer whose game has some issues, right? Mm-hmm. Fall Guys and what Mediatonic has done to stay on top of those issues and be mm-hmm. transparent and have updates all the time. And, like, they're already... On all running on all eight cylinders, like they're mm. doing a stand up amazing job as is. So having Epic uh, give them a little bit more money to play with to try new things and bigger things that will only make Fall Guys experience better. Right. So at the end of the day, this is pretty cool. I think what you said there, um, I I kind of want to elaborate a little bit on for the people like yeah, but like why though? Because this game was already huge. It's already doing really well. Like. Why? And I think it goes to explain it's like bigger things, sure. Expanding the team, sure. It's about also more constant things, right? Like consistency is is the thing that spells success for Fortnite. It's like every week someone from my childhood is popping back onto that game, whether it's the Predator, whether it's the Xenomorph from Alien 1 in Alien 2, whether it's, you know, the Master Chief or Kratos or, you know, Tron, you know, G.I. Joe, whatever the the, the old franchise is, and then seeing, you know, X-Men and and the Avengers in there as well. Like, it's a huge game, and the reason why is because they could support it constantly with those skins and the environments and the game constantly changes, constantly evolves. And though, you know... 
not saying that Mediatonic probably didn't get a, a, a sizable boost uh, with, um, oh my God, why, Devolver. There you go. The publisher, Devolver is an epic. Devolver doesn't have the money, the connections like an epic has. So to me, this just goes to show that Fall Guys is going to be a permanent thing. It's going to be a permanent fixture. And God knows that's a, that's a good thing, especially in these times uh, where we need it the most. Like, that's awesome that they're going to get the funds to, you know, be not huge or whatever, but to maintain its audience and then also probably grow it as well. Because God knows once there's an Iron Man skin, I'm going in there. I'm buying it. I'm checking that game back out again. You know, um, that's that's where I think the really as long as the game doesn't change in terms of like, oh, yeah, the battle pass, it's free all the time. It just changes and, you know, support the game via, like, these skins every once in a while. As long as they keep their, their you know, their culture where, like, say with Fortnite. Fortnite loves that dumb llama. It's still in there. That's that's the <laughs> DNA. As long as they keep the DNA of this game, I'm fine. So just give me yeah. a giant, you know, we saw what? French fries? Give me a giant onion ring, fall guy. You know? Give me Honestly, a giant like- Cheeto fall guy. Just follow Psionics with what they're doing with Rocket League. What are they doing with Rocket League? Like, I mean, tons of of updates and cool collaborations. Like, they have the Ghostbusters car. They have the Batmobile. Like, I I, I even believe they have uh, a New Day car yeah. from WWE. Do they really? So, like, I feel like they do. Or some really? sort of collaboration with WWE. Because uh, okay. they actually sponsored a couple pay-per-views, I think, last year. Ah. Did, so. Oh yeah, to, yeah, you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. To to expand that to like, will we get a Kofi Kingston Fall Guys costume? Like mm-hmm. that would be super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like I don't know, make them have more collaborations and combinations and and cool sponsored thing. Not sponsored. But here's but the like, thing, Kyle. But here's the thing. Yeah. I'm gonna stop you right there. We've been very positive so far on the show, and I love it. But at the same time, I fucking hate it, Kyle. Because here's the gosh dang thing. I saw something that worried me. No, startled me. Nay, frightened me to my core. Shooketh me to my deepest level like an onion. me on this night. Fortnite. (laughs) When they announced it, Kyle, when they announced it, there was a gif of a fall guy. But he looked very disproportional and kind of like a weird, like, mocking like the, like, it's in Fortnite skin. So just imagine a humanoid fall guy, but it's very skinny with little wavy yes. arm man, two man Give arms. me that creepy, creepy thing. That son of a bitch is going to haunt my dreams for the next few weeks, Kyle. Do you not know about the, the, the bean lore in Fall Guys? Yeah. Fill they're me apparently in, like seven feet tall or something. <laughs> yeah, they're like, and they're like husks, like they've got an yeah. exoskeleton or whatever. Yeah. Here's the thing. What would you want to see? Is that the thing as, as well that gets you into Fortnite? What would you like to see from that in Fortnite form? Like, what does that look like to you? How does that translate? How do you translate? I'll tell you exactly how that translates. Go for it. In Fortnite, there will be a weapon, and that weapon is just the big Yeetus hammer. <laughs> that is how that translates. <laughs> oh, my God. That. What if that's a weapon you throw when someone's yes. being a jackass and they build the Taj Mahal in front of you? And you just mm-hmm. throw the big Yeetus. Oh, my God. Just destroys the. That's actually a cool gimmick. I was thinking, Epic. Kyle. You're welcome. Yeah. Hire this man. Get him on the goddamn board. What do we got to do here, man? Shit. Just, you know what? Suit and tie, walk in there. You're going to be fine. 
my thing I was thinking, Hexagon in Fortnite. Ooh. Slime Climb in Fortnite. Like, you have these little areas here that fuck with people. Like, how awesome Oh, my God. Instead of the walls closing in, mm-hmm. the different landforms are going under the slimes. You have to go to the higher ground. So instead Ooh. of thinking it, like, horizontally, yeah. you need to move vertically up the map. Like, it's a vertical map. You I'll start s- at the bottom and go to the top. Here's the thing. They have that. But, God, epic. Oh, do they? Yep. Yeah. I was about to say epic. <laughs> Sign me up, man. But that was an original thought. He he hasn't touched Fortnite in a fortnight. I year. haven't. Yeah. At all. <laughs> this what other what other what's locked away in that treasure trove of mind, Epic? Hire this man. But keep on Think about well. everyone's in Fortnite, right? You the battle, everyone gets an invitation. Yeah. With like this little this little four. <laughs> and there's Smash Balls. We can call it Super Smash Brothers. Think about it, Epic. Think, Think about, about it. it. Think about what what money you're leaving on the table by not employing this man. But other than that, Kyle, that's great freaking news. But here's the other Amazing news. If you're a PlayStation Plus member this month, oh boy. Oh, freaking oh, boy. Can can I stop you right there? Ooh, do we have some breaking news? Not breaking news, All but right, something go. that I just realized wasn't on the dock, but we should yeah. highlight before we get to Flash yeah, News. Yeah, yeah. Um, the BAFTA Game Awards nomination went live the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, between all of PlayStation, they're overwhelmingly... PlayStation exclusives are nominated. Uh, Last of Us Part 2 is nominated for... Or Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part 2 are nominated for 23 awards between them. 10 for Ghost, 13 for Last of Us. Miles Morales has 7. Dreams has 6. And Sackboy, A Big Adventure, has 4. That's fucking awesome. So PlayStation's killing it at the BAFTAs. Hopefully they walk away with a lot of super dope awards. Yeah. I mean, the last one's going to walk away with a lot of those, especially in the acting category. But God yeah. damn it, I'm going to root for Ghosts every step of the way. It's, God, such a good game. I was thinking about it the other day, and I was just like, man. it's just I'm itching to go special. back in. Me too. I'm looking for an excuse, Kyle. Just give me an excuse. Yeah. I, I, I'll i buy it again digitally. You know me. I'm not crazy. <laughs> son of a bitch. How many that. times have you owned a VR and then sold it and bought it back again? Two. Two. Twice? Okay. Twice. All right. How dare you? <laughs> Speaking of, listen, we're we're swimming in awards. It's great to be a PlayStation gamer, even more so. These games in March, if you're a Plus member, oh boy, oh you boy. get... I'm going to start with the small ones first. Farpoint, PSVR game. Remnant, PS4 game, which is actually uh, a shooter version of like a Soulsborne game Ooh. so i'm very interested in seeing how that works you get marquette as a marquette. ps5 what's it what did i say you put you added an uh, r just maquette okay maquette sorry my apologies and then you got final fantasy 7 remake on the playstation 4 now that version if you're a plus member that version will not upgrade to the uh integrate the yes. the um the free PS5 update. So this is just strictly a, a PS4 version. How did you think it, like, take that news? Because a lot of people ran with it very negatively, like, oh my god, seriously, Sony really cheaped out. But, like, the way I'm seeing it, Kyle, is like, they gave you one of the best games last year. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say cheaped out. Uh, I would say a bit of a bummer, yes. Yeah. yeah. But you are still getting a massive game from last year. That mm-hmm. were on many Game of the Year awards and won many Game of the Year awards and other awards throughout yeah. the award season. 
I think it's a slam dunk for it to be part of PS Plus. And if you haven't played it yet mm-hmm. and you're on the fence about it, then it's not as big of a bummer that you won't be able to upgrade because you haven't experienced it yet. Yeah. So that too, how many PS5s are there out there in the world? I, I know sure. that's a shitty excuse. I get yeah. it. But yeah. like, if you're a PlayStation 4 member, or sorry, or owner, you, you, that's, this is an awesome deal. You know, for like that's fucking awesome. Like for me, like yeah, it's it's a bummer that it's not on PS5. But like the chances of me replaying all that game again just on my PS5 slim to none. Like I'll turn it on just to give it another go. But like you know, just to see what's improved because lighting, <laughs> but, fog, fog, frame rate, performance mode. But like other than that, like it's it's gonna be a check out for thirty minutes and I'm and I'm out. Um, if you're a PS4 member, this is fucking awesome. And it Great. kind of just goes to show how awesome PlayStation Plus has been the past few months. Like we say, they it, are killing it. We're broken record at this point. Mm-hmm. Kyle, here's my question though. It's one that keeps me up at night. It really does show that PlayStation's going somewhere with PlayStation Plus, right? And they've mentioned PlayStation now. And I like what they've kind of started doing with PlayStation now. Where, like, if a game is on the service and you're looking at it in the marketplace, it'll tell you, hey, you can buy this game or it's on PlayStation Now. Mm-hmm. Where do you see, like, I, I, I'm not going to be like, what's next for PlayStation Now, but like, or sorry, PlayStation Plus, but like, what are your feelings on, on where we're going next? Not just like next month, but like with the future of this service. Do you see it evolving, Kyle? I. I- I think the evolution is already in the works and it's happened. Mm. I think, yeah, PS Plus has been... I mean, we've been a broken record and saying PS Plus has been awesome for a very long time now. And sure, there have been down months here and there, but since PS5, the month-to-month offers for the free games have been stellar. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And what I love is having Mm -hmm. one title from previous months carry over for an extra month. So like bug snacks was two months. Destruction all stars is still available for, until April. I yeah. believe yeah. Um, just little things like that to, to add more value in there for new mm-hmm. people in case they, they miss out. Um, I, I, in addition to with PS plus, you get the PS plus instant game collection thing with banger after banger of great PS4 titles on yeah. there. Um, it's catching up. I, I really, uh, again, broken record, but like PS now needs some sort of revamp to even make this even better, in my yeah. opinion. Because it just seems like they're they're so focused on what Plus is offering, and it just seems like now it's just constantly taking a a, a backseat to whatever Plus is doing at the moment, which is strange because like you would think PlayStation now is would be the thing that single player gamers like you would be into because you know you have this just you know huge library of games past and present there but a lot of it is like on that streaming service that is either hit or miss inconsistent um or like yeah they're like a couple years old and it's like we've been there done that and even I'm trying to look right now of what what the the PlayStation Now games are this month and it's just it, it it just often gets compared to Game Pass and Game Pass is just such on another level that it's almost like an unfair comparison. It's 
it's never it, it feels like it's never good enough as where PlayStation Plus seems like it's constantly just crushing it like I don't even know what the the game and I and I hate to do the like us versus them Xbox versus PlayStation thing but like mm-hmm. I don't even know what the free games with gold are on Xbox because you know we're kind of groomed to 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 know PlayStation is the you know PlayStation Plus is just the dominant service in terms of you know what it offers us and it's the other way around when it comes to Game Pass it's it's like I hate to to take this question but like is is plus gonna be the like or is it already the equivalent to to Game Pass for us? I think it's as close as it's gonna get. Yeah. And I I want to say the next year or two. Yeah. And 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 that's not a bad thing. Mm. It really isn't because if they can keep this up with these games, these high-profile games, and a mix of everything for everybody. Mm. Um, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I think the new PlayStation Now... Let me... Let me again, it, it, I know even I typing it, it in... Somewhere. Even, even typing it in, like, when I'm typing in PlayStation Now into Google, it goes PlayStation Now versus PS Plus. It's like, it sometimes feels like it is even biting for relevancy within its other service as well. I, I have what, what's come to March. Go for it. Uh, let me make sure this is the right year. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my god, I hiccups all of a sudden. Excuse it's me. Right, right. Uh, World War Z. Awesome game. Available until September 6th. So okay. here's the weird thing with now where things are available until a certain point, which is odd. Right. Uh, Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown. Okay. Available till May thirty first. Okay. That's Infamous not... Second Son. There's there no date there, but that's there forever. That's also on the instant game collection, I'm pretty sure, for PS Plus. Yes, it is. Uh, and Super Hot is coming to PS Super now. Hot. Again, and like these are good games, just why aren't they advertising them as such? Yeah, right. It really and I again broken record as well. It just really makes me feel like you should be tossing these surfaces services in with each other and I, I was thinking about it as well like just make it so that we can you don't have to have the streaming element yet but just make it so that every game is being able to download straight to the playstation and i'm fine like that is terrific but right now like with the streaming it's just inconsistent again it's an awesome pl- month for playstation plus and it highlights how great that service is but it also underlines how Maybe underappreciated slash, you know, not to say unpopular, but how seemingly weak PlayStation now is in terms of relevancy yeah. between all these other services. It's just really weird. But that said, Kyle, listen, that's our rant on PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. It's a great time to be a PlayStation gamer for sure. In the future, you know what? We'll be playing with our bananas. <laughs> Scratch that. We'll be playing with <laughs> our coconuts, our kiwis. <laughs> Scratch that. Everything sounds sexual. Everything sounds sexual. That said, I want to talk about what you've been playing. More importantly, I want to take Wait, a look on. at these. You yeah. missed one last thing of Flesh News. Oh, my goodness. It's a big one. How dare I? Ratchet and Clank 2016. 
is arriving for free. You don't have to be a Plus member. It is part of the free, uh, or sorry, Play at Home initiative. And there'll be more things to come as well, Sony STs, throughout uh, the coming months from that initiative. So stay indoors, wear a goddamn mask, and play some freaking Ratchet and Clank, you know? Yeah. And it's uh, four months of offers. So this first month oh. is Ratchet and Clank. And I know they have a Funimation thing as well, talking yeah. about the services. So, so the next couple of months, there'll be more things being added, which I think I think is rad. Yeah. Probably more cross-promotional stuff. You know, maybe maybe Horizon Zero Dawn. It's its hey. fourth anniversary. Maybe that comes to play at home and people try it out and then makes them go out there buy Forbidden West. Who knows? But you know what I do now? Well, we've been playing this month. There you go. I can find another segue. Um, I want to focus on the PlayStation Plus games. Uh Just let me tell you something, Kyle. We've been playing Maquette. Is that right? Yeah, you did. Kyle, talk about about the game for us and what it's about, because I feel like you're going to have a better way of describing it than I can. Sure. Um, Maquette is by the studio, I want to get this right, Graceful Decay, I believe mm-hmm. is the developer studio, which is a beautiful name, by yeah. the way, um, published by Annapurna. It is a world puzzle kind of game where you have to manipulate the objects in the space. So think of it like the the other game, Superliminal, mm-hmm. where everything's about perspective, and if you line up the images on the wall when they get together a door will open kind of thing like it's using the environment and the things in the environment and how you manipulate them in order to solve these puzzles Mm. and move on um it is beautifully voiced by actor seth gable and bryce dallas howard um who upon uh finishing the game last night it's a short game like four hours and under if mm. you if you're not stuck. Not done um, by puzzles like me. I I believe in you, Joe. Yeah. I, I I'll get to or talk about my experience with the game, but I didn't realize that Seth and Bryce Dallas Howard have been married for forever. Really? That's there have been them. a couple. So like oh, I think one of my favorite parts of my experience with this is their chemistry is off the charts. Yeah. And it is very much a game where there are no NPCs or character models. It, it's the story is told in beautiful artwork and mm. a beautiful soundtrack of these handpicked songs from independent artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, it is, I cried and teared up multiple, multiple <laughs> times because it's, uh, it's just so full of love. Mm-hmm. And man, it's it's really special. The more yeah. I think about it, the more I dig it. And I've I've played about less than an hour of this game, um, and I could already tell you, like from the few songs that I've listened to, yeah, like it has it, it bleeds this indie hopeful vibe to it that I really appreciate. Like the first song. It's like a love letter to San Francisco, which I believe yeah. the studio is from. And, you know, walking through what is this beautiful kind of, I guess, scenic in a way, uh, like just valley, this garden almost, right? And what this game is all about is manipulating. It's a puzzle game where you're just manipulating the environment to make things bigger or smaller within the certain environments. Yeah. And playing Think of it like that. a those Russian nesting dolls. 
Exactly. Where there's the big one, you open up, there's a smaller version of that same thing and as you're mm-hmm. going. So in reality, you are in this area that is just a smaller or bigger version of the same thing. And as it's... as you keep going down, it's the same thing, but the the sizes of the buildings and other objects scale to how far in you're going or how far mm-hmm. out you're going, where you man- manipulate the objects. If you drop it in the smaller one in real life, it will become uh, uh, bigger Huge. and vice versa. Yeah. Like it is. It's a, it's a mind. It's really great. It, it messes yeah. with your mind. That's Absolutely. what it, it does for sure. And for me, I love the way it directs you to each area or what to do next. Like, you know, when you're on the right path, because the way it's narrated is you could, you'll read stuff along the walls that'll just pop up. So you know you're on the right path as well as you getting a little bit of the story of these two lovers meeting for the first time and how their, you know, relationship evolves over time. And you, by you saying it's, you know, a husband and wife working together on this, you can yeah. tell that there's chemistry straight away with yeah. both of them. And I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard is just such a class act like she's such Absolutely. a great actress to begin with that i was surprised that they got her in here and having them kind of be this voiceover and all the like all of a sudden like within just a few minutes i'm already wanting to know what's happening next with them where this story is going to lead it's it's really special and yeah. yeah honestly i could see myself beating this i could very much see myself platinum it and i really want everybody Go out there. You're a Plus member. Whether you have a PS5, you could download it on the mobile app. Mm-hmm. Um, get this game. Like, it's... Yes. It's fantastic. Even if you don't have a PS5 now, add it to your library. Yeah. So that way, whenever you do get one, it is there for you. You should be doing that with all PS Plus games yeah. anyway. But, like... you yeah, notice. This game is fantastic. And, like, speaking to, like, Bryce, Bryce's uh, voice acting and even Seth's... I want to hear more of them in games. They have yeah. such great voices, mm-hmm. and, and as these characters, they they absolutely crushed it. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And, and going to where you said like it messes with your mind, and you not being a puzzle person, and wondering if you're going to beat it or whatnot. Mm-hmm. This game does a fantastic job of always hinting and giving you the tools to how to figure out the puzzles. Yeah. It is always there, whether or not you realize it right away, but give it a couple minutes, stand back and think about it. I'm like, okay, they totally told me how to solve this mm-hmm. minutes ago. Yeah. I just got to remember and actively look for it. Like, it's all about, and, and each, as you go through these different chapters of their lives, the puzzles change. Yeah. So you're not always manipulating the size or whatnot. Some have to do with, um, using certain color gems to get through certain color gates. There mm-hmm. are ways to make, figure out how to access um, higher doorways when you become smaller because you're going really deeper into the thing and you're getting mm-hmm. tiny as the buildings and everything grow. So the puzzles change throughout, but mm-hmm. they, they really give you the tools in order to succeed. Unlike old school puzzle games, they're like, all right, just figure it out, trial yeah. and error. Yeah. They do a really good job at doing that. It, it it really does make it gives you the satisfaction that dopamine hit of like when you solve it you're like oh, I feel smart I feel like I did this and, there were um, so many times like oh my god stupid yeah. why didn't I think of that yeah there's a lot of eureka moments that I've already got uh, got came in contact with that 
yeah, this this game's gonna be really, really something special. I, I'm really, yep. really digging it. That said, Kyle, you played a game, a demo of sorts, that I also <laughs> played, that we have maybe possibly deviating opinions on. Okay. All right. You played Outriders. I did. This is a multiplayer. They're calling. They're not calling it games of service. They're like, we're taking it old school. This is a game game. We don't have any microtransactions. We're going to tell you up front, here's the demo. Like, you, progress will carry forward. What are your thoughts on this? This is from People Can Fly. The, their previous games involve Bulletstorm. They involve Gears of War Judgment. Um, and then you got Square Enix, which is just already an odd pairing between the two. How did you yeah. like this game post, not to say apocalyptic, but it's post-humanity. Where people are going out there, their you know Earth has been destroyed. Um, you're trying to colonize uh, Enoch, this world, and when you arrive there, this world is not what what was said. This was not the haven or the the Earth two that we were expecting. This thing, this thing's angry. So take it away, Kyle. What are your thoughts on this game? There are so many things that I dig about Outriders. Tell me. But then there's so many things that pull me back down. And, like, this is totally a very generic game. Mm-hmm. And it feels early PS4 generation. Oof. Okay. They do, a, they do a lot of things that are odd choices. Like, in order to go from different areas of the map, you got to hold down the square button. And then here comes this tiny little cutscene of you jumping over a chasm to get to the other side of the map mm-hmm. and that's all that cutscene is it right. loads at you out of it does this little jump animation in the cutscene and then you're back on the other side like it's very awkward kind of things like that mm-hmm. um i dig the setup in the lore really i think it's i think it's interesting enough to where and like the designs of the the enemies and the uh, the monsters and the worlds look cool to me. I dig the powers. Mm-hmm. I think the powers are super cool in using them in combat. Very Destiny-ish. Very, it's Destiny meets Division. Yeah. It, it really It's a cover-based shooter, but since it is People Can Fly, they're really like, you need to be aggressive in this game still. Mm-hmm. Because in order to heal, you have to use your powers to inflict status ailments on your enemies and by killing them or damaging them that's how you heal there are no health pickups that is how you heal in this game which i think is interesting enough but once you're out of the battle it is so generic yeah it's not i'm not feeling pulled in and wanting to go more like the story isn't gripping me the the writing isn't great at times oh it's bad it's real i'll just straight up say it it's bad writing the technical side of things, like the mouth not moving correctly with yeah. the words, and the subtitles being like three lines ahead of what the audio voice and font is being like, like negative three, so tiny. There yeah. are so many text side of things, and like, am I wrong in saying like it just feels like a early ass PS4 game? No, I think you're you, you nailed it on the head right there. Yeah. Like. The, and it listen, has promise, and it just—I don't think it'll ever live up to that promise. Yes, like it's cool that that they're like, "Hey, we got these values in terms of what what 
uh, you know, what we view as games of service. Like this game has four different classes. There's a sniper class, a trickster class, a tank, uh, and, uh, pyro class, right? So you could set things on fire, be medium range. Uh, you could be the tank, which just lifts stone and puts it on yourself, like as armor. Um, you have a trickster class that you could teleport and slow down time and slash people. And then you got uh, another sniper class that shoots people from afar. I forget that one. Um, that no, it's electricity, said, ice, fire, fire and then I stone. guess the stone one. The earth, earth, one earth, wind, and fire. Yeah. But not the band. <laughs> <laughs> so that said, um, you know, the combat itself has started to feel good for me. I was just playing a little bit more and I'm like, okay, the, cl- the combat here is definitely clicked. If you like the division, if you're into or ever wanted to get into Gears of War, there is... There, there definitely has that feel. Like the DNA from Gears of War Judgment is in this game. So much so when it comes to like control wise, I was accidentally hitting R1 trying to get an active reload in the game. That's how the weapons, the weapons feel like a Lancer in Gears of War. The shotgun feels like the sawed off from Gears of War. Like it just, a lot of it is, is things they've learned from previous games. That said, the writing is very atrocious to me. I, it, if I feel like I wrote that game, that's how I know we got something bad. Also, there's a race going on. <laughs> and there's no way this Street mic is not picking that up. No, I hear it. Yeah, that's outrageous. <laughs> Talk about that. That guy's racing home to play Outriders. Jesus. So, you know, it, it, to me, if I feel like I wrote the dialogue, I'm like, that's, there's something bad here. Because, like, there's one part where I enter into this room. They're like, she's like, Oh, like Eric, uh, the guy I'm trying to rescue. And two guys are like, what are you doing here? She's like, I thought this was the bathroom. And she pulls out the, her gun and like kills three guys. I'm like, what type of one liner is that? That's, that's Bulletstorm. And that that's the Bulletstorm, Bulletstorm kind of like. Writing. But the thing is, Bulletstorm never took itself seriously. This game True. is taking itself incredibly seriously. Yeah. And like both the male uh, character that you choose or female character that you get to choose, both of their voice acting is just bad. I like it's so flat. They feel flat and they feel they feel so quiet. It's so strange. And they put so much emphasis on this story, but like you're right, like the universe is interesting. That's I'll give it that, but I can't really tell what's going on because with every scene there's a shaky cam element. Like yeah. someone watched the you know Jason Bourne movies and they're like you know what would be even better about these movies if we shook the camera even more yeah. <laughs> and like I'm gonna put that in a game. It's the also sh- unusually dark for no reason. Yes, the lighting is just there is none, and yeah. so you know there are so many little problems with this game that just start to add up. Like the fact that in the demo this won't be in the finished version, but like. Motion blur is on another level. Usually I don't mind motion blur. Usually it doesn't bother me. It doesn't hinder my experience one bit. I don't notice it half the time. Uh, this I definitely notice it. So much so that f- between the shaky cam and the motion blur, it got me so sick that I had to play this game tonight with C-bands so that I wouldn't Whoa. get sick playing this game. Because last time I did, I just had a migraine and my eyes were just loopy all over the place. It just couldn't focus on what was happening in the screen that I got motion sick. I usually don't. It's really weird. So, like, overall, 
the one thing I do like is the combat. Though how generic the levels feel, though I think the the reason why some people are like, that's ah, just the division, Kyle, and I want to know how you were playing it. How often were you using cover? Um, a little bit until okay. I realized what kind of game they're striving for. Exactly. And, and right when I was just like, oh, okay, I think this is more of a suggestion rather yeah. than me, because trying to get into covers is difficult enough. Yeah. Like it, this it, isn't a game where you are, are ex- if you're expecting to not get hit once throughout a level, you're playing it wrong. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way no you're way. not going to get hit and take damage. You and need to learn how to maneuver that and change your mindset of being more on the offensive and not mm-hmm. on the defensive. And right when I was like, no, don't even ever think about using cover, Joseph started to really dig the game. Like, the combat was really fun because, yeah, I was lighting people on fire. I was using them as human grenades that you could set off. Like, yeah, awesome. Like, the abilities in the classes... I feel like that's the strongest element, but their level design and where they're taking certain elements of like the story between the shaky cam is just oof. I don't I don't yeah. know about this game. Still, there's out there's of more there's more demo, oofs so. than gays. Okay, because you you walked out but like when when you when you talked to me before you're like I really like this game. This is well, else. yeah, and it was because it was a little bit like. I was getting that division division feel. I'm always into the division. Yeah. At first, and Ooh. then I get bored of it because of it's thing. just like um, these people are bullet sponges. A li- a little bit, and then it's it's clearly just kind of the same thing, just recycled over and over again. And yeah, I feel you there. An- another thing that I I think Outriders doesn't do a great job. Of, the map is not great. Maneuvering yeah. the map and using the fast travel stuff is not great. It's Again, it still feels very old, even though it's supposed to be a new game. And, yeah. but like I, I, I mean, like I said, I'm intrigued by where the story is going. Where you're like, you're put back in a cryo sleep, and 30 years later, you wake up, and, and now there's a world war between all the humans that were supposed to be looking for the safe planet. Yeah, and some people are altered, which gives powers. And I, the one character that I really, really enjoy is Shira. Mm-hmm. Who was the, the the doctor in the beginning? Very lovable, like gung ho. And then when you wake up from the cryo sleep, she's just this hardened, lost in eye, gray hair, yeah, cynical all the time. I dig her, yeah. But there, besides her, like even my main character, just I feel no love or attachment towards her whatsoever. Yeah, same, same. It's a bit of a bummer. Bit of a but. bummer indeed. And so I'm, I, I like how we walk away from this going out of the week that I know I had. I thought the thing that I need to do the most is run and gun and shoot my way out of my problems. And it seems like I really want to f- solve puzzles when I'm in yeah, right. heartache. <laughs> I will I will highlight before we, we yeehaw. Please. Um, I mentioned before I was playing a PS Now game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will be hopping on a podcast to talk about this at some point in the future. That's Ooh. why I have to play it. Um, I replayed Batman Arkham Origins. Ooh, all of it. And oh, the whole thing. I beat it in a, in a day and a half, like six and a half hours, eight hours. Oh, wow. It's a short game. If you just mainline the quest, yeah. the, the main quest. Um, God, that story is great. Yeah. I love that game. The, the way it sets up 
the Arkham games. It's a shame that it's not talked about in the same vein as the, the Arkham trilogy because it sets up everything. You are yeah. you are Bruce Wayne and Batman, I think, two years into it or very early on, yeah. and he's still kind of finding what his morals are and the 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 Gotham City Police Department are all corrupt and you actually have to fight them in the streets. They're really? just like another faction of bad guys and you got eight assassins trying to f- kill you for hmm. Black Mask put a bounty on your head and Joker shows up and I mean, I'm going to spoil it. It's an old ass game, but like Bane knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Whoa. And, and because he uses the Venom it messes with his brain and causes permanent memory damage. That's why in in pre in f- other games, yeah, that never comes out. Huh? Like it, it's it's little things like that that they set up for the future Arkham games or the okay. Arkham games that were already there that just ties it all together in a beautiful way. And the the one bad thing or missed opportunity with PS Now is mm-hmm. give me that cold cold heart dlc with mr freeze that was fantastic i mm-hmm. want to play that again and that 100 should be on ps now what are you doing what are you doing that's you awesome doing? that that's play arkham origins that that's awesome great. that you're still stating it because not enough people are you know no. yeah yeah with that said kyle it's time we have one last stop and that stop is the sony pony express you know each and every week you can send your questions to the show to us over at ps trophy room on Twitter, you can send your questions to us on Discord over at the Trophy Room Discord server. Or, guess what? You can hitch a ride on the Sony Pony Express. Send your Yeehaw. questions in. Yeah! Because we're about to answer some questions, y'all. That said. <laughs> Before the first question. Yes. Last week when I did that yeehaw mm-hmm. and we were recording late mm-hmm. at night. You want and you were like, oh, man, it's a good thing you can do it because I'm at home and like, my parents <laughs> are in the next room. Yeah. The next day I walk upstairs and my dad goes, did you yell or say yeehaw last night? Like, oh, sorry, dad. I thought you were in bed. <laughs> my bad. Are you like, you pretend to Why be a cowboy you... son? <laughs> You're 30, 33 years old. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop being a cowboy. Get a job. <laughs> Too real. Too, Too real. Too real. real. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just picturing you dressed as Woody from Toy Story. But like, no, if I want to be a cowboy, I'll be a cowboy. I'm here to live my dreams, Dad. What you don't see is over there I have a cardboard cutout of a western town. <laughs> and I just walk walk through the room. Reach for the sky, you dirty scoundrel. <laughs> pam, pam, pam with pop caps. Oh, God. <laughs> and your dad just sitting there in the corner like, where did I go wrong? <laughs> oh, I feel you. That pain is real. Jedi Master Ren writes in, all right, Pony, this is my last shot getting this message to Joe and Kyle. So help me, Sony Pony. You're my only hope. I dig it. It seems that Microsoft may be close to announce the plan for Bethesda titles will be. Let's say Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are the last Bethesda games we get on PlayStation. Do you think that will bolster sales and attention around both of them, or will it be a bittersweet feeling and hurt the two? Hmm. While you think, I already know what I want to say. Spotify has 
the song from the Deathloop trailer. Oh, it's called Deja, Deja Vu. Vu. Mm-hmm. I have listened to it every day since that PS, uh, you know, the, the state of play. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. It's like Skyfall and the Deathloop song are the best James Bond songs I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. So Kyle. I dig the Chris Cornell one. Like, I think Casino Royale is the song he did. Honestly, all the Daniel Craig ones have been pretty fire. Yeah, except for yeah. Quantum Solace. Yeah, but also OP, Live and Let Die, Beatles. Mm. It's the fucking Beatles, so you really... Mm-hmm. Skyfall takes a fucking seat. It's really Live yeah. and Let Die. What am I talking for about? For sure. Yeah. Um, do I think they'll get a bump if they are like officially the last Bethesda games on PlayStation? I think a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh kind of like it's kind of like when a game gets pulled from shelves mm. like it, it doesn't happen often but when it does everyone runs to a GameStop to try to buy it physically mm-hmm. I know I did with that game Too Human for Xbox <laughs> I was like oh that game's being gone forever I need to go buy a copy it's going to be worth a lot of money yeah. um, spoiler alert it's not Nope. <laughs> and I don't even know where my copy is actually yeah. um so I think there will be a little bit of a boost for people to owning them. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of why I bought the Dishonored collection and the Wolfenstein collection yeah. on PS4, just so I have them physically and a way to access them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think we'll get a bump for that, and I'm hoping it's not the last two. But you know my feelings on this. So yeah, I, I we we'd be beating a dead horse here. But like, if these are the last two, I'll forever hold Bethesda in my heart. And then play those games on Game Pass. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you know, it, it, again, I'm I'm whatever, but I also understand that AAA games are a lot of money to make. That said, Doom, uh, here's a little bit of news for you, a little bit of trivia. Nine months, uh, the span it takes to make a baby. Uh, $493 million Doom Eternal made. Ooh. Yeah, so g- good on you. Single, play, uh, single player games are here to stay. Deathloop, I'm totally getting. Ghostwire Tokyo needs to prove a lot for me to be worth it because I've agreed. I've been. I was sold when when we had. Um, I forget her name. Uh, oh, she's the best. What? I, what yeah. Oh, I forgot her name. Adorable too. chick. I'm into in stage. She's a meme. It's spooky. I forget her name. Nonetheless, I was into it when I saw that trailer, and then ever since I was like, I don't know what's going on with this guy's hands, and I'm out. So, Deathloop, I'm in. That the state of play actually sold me on that game. Ghostwire Tokyo needs to do a lot. That said, Z Child 2010 writes in, "Hey guys, uh, please be patient with a Sony Pony before some. I'm oh, sorry. Please be patient with the Sony Pony before somebody like Elon Musk does. Oh God. All jokes aside, Final Fantasy VII remake." Coming to PlayStation Plus, in your opinions, what do you think is the best game that has come to Plus over the years between the four consoles? Holy shit, there's been four consoles. PS3, PS4, Vita, 5. Wow. This is a staple uh, of, a, of a service. Kyle, go Ikumi for it. Nakamura, by the way. Ikumi Nakamura. That's what I was looking for. Um, that said, Kyle... Out of all the PlayStation Plus games oh, we've gotten in the past four years. Man. Um, I'm going to say the time we got Bloodborne, because <laughs> that's the easy <laughs> answer, because it's fucking Bloodborne. But we also got Ratchet and Clank the same year, uh, or sorry, the same month. But I would also like say any of these recent months, like I honestly think like Final Fantasy 
right there, like remake. Yeah. Might be just the best because, like, that is literally a game of the year contender, not even a year, and bam, like, it's on plus. Like, that's yeah. such a steal. You know? Um, I also think it's a cop out if I would say Last of Us Remastered because mm-hmm. that was also a PS Plus game mm-hmm. and I, it's one of the best games ever made, in my opinion. So, but I'm, I'm going to go with, with another one. Okay. Um, th- it's Rocket League. Ooh. I think Rocket League is one of the best PS Plus games mm-hmm. ever released on that service just because of how huge it was upon release, how right. much I played it, and just how long it stayed around. It's also everywhere now. It is um, good on Psionics for doing that. Yeah. If you if you haven't watched the no clip doc on Rocket League, do please it. do. It's fantastic. Yeah. They're like when it launched, they didn't have enough servers. Yeah. So they they really had to put in the work and make sure the servers didn't fry up because that's how many people were trying to play this game. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I say Final Fantasy VII Remake, Bloodborne, I think Rocket League. And you know what, dare I even say? We talked about it in this episode, Fall Guys. Yeah, Fall Guys is good. Too. God, this service, it does rock. It's not even a question. Uncharted business. Collection, yeah. Uncharted 4. I mean, Metal Gear Solid, Phantom Pain. Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, we can, we could go on. Resogun. Yeah. Oh, but we Rezo- won't. Oh, Resogun. But we won't. Hide indoors writes in, what game would you erase from your memory so that you are able to enjoy it again for the first time, even if it would run the risk of you not feeling the same love for the game? Ooh, that's a good one. Alternatively, I guess it could be a game you didn't like before, but you think uh, there could be a chance that it could win you over now. Ooh, that's a really good one. Oh, Like, what's a game that I wasn't really into? That I wish I could wipe my memory of. I actually kind of... I'm going to say this. And I'm going to take some heat. Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. After right. understanding what Kojima's all about with Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. And enjoying my time with Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. I honestly think, you know what? I'd sit down and give Phantom Pain a try. Like, I've always wanted to give the Metal Gear Solids a try. And the rumors of, you know, uh, Guns of Patriots like being remastered. Awesome. Right? Is it against No, no, no. No? 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 What's Metal Gear Solid 2? Uh, someone's going to tell me. Sons of Liberty. Fake. Yeah. That's a one-star review on iTunes. Uh, so like, <laughs> I can't believe a PlayStation fan. I don't know Kojima well. I don't know his catalog. Stop yelling at me. Um, fan of Pain. I would, I would go back there. And, and then I think one. I would go back like I would Tarantino it. Start from Fan of Pain. Work my way to you know, mm. Sons of Liberty. That is a good one. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love uh, Catherine's twist on this, where mm-hmm. it's like, you might not love it when you replay it, yeah. which has me hesitant of saying things like Last of Us Remastered or mm. a, a game like Walking Dead Season 1 from Telltale, uh, the game that got me into narrative-based games, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but I... Th- Think I'm gonna go outside of the PlayStation ecosystem for this question, and, and say Breath of the Wild. Ooh. Just erase everything because I never. I, Thirty minutes in, and I was like, Nah, I'm good. I'm done. Right. Um, I feel like erasing that completely from my memory and starting fresh with it after like just learning of it. I feel mm-hmm. like 
I would love it a little bit more. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, it's it's the risk of saying like you might not feel the same love, which is why yeah. I'm not committing to Last of Us. Because like I'm now thinking of like a Nintendo property I do that with, and I'm like thinking of a Mario, and I'm thinking of like Odyssey, so that I can like live with my disappointment that it not achieving to be like the best Mario game to me. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that game gets too much love. And I'd be like, you know what? Maybe it's Super Mario World. Because I love Super Mario World. First game I ever beat as a kid. I'd still love that game. Like, that game's yeah. a fucking masterpiece. The art style's the best that Mario's ever been and ever will be. Um, that's just a fact. That's just science. You don't like it. Get the hell out of here. You know? <laughs> um, you know what? I did replay Halo Combat Evolved. And yeah. I used to stand for that game. Not so much anymore. <laughs> I'm like, woof, woof. Silent See, cartographer. Woof. Library. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fear. Like, that's why I'm not saying Horizon. I don't want to lose yeah. my love for Horizon. You know what the best chapter of any game is called? What? I could have been your daddy. That's a halo. That's a halo. That's a halo. Oh, deep cut. no. Could, yeah, it could have been your daddy or should have been your daddy. One of the two. Another answer would be... Yeah, um, one of the older GTAs, like Vice like GTA City? Three or Vice City mm. or San Andreas, uh, and Final Fantasy hmm. Eight. I'm not touching Seven. I don't. I don't want to mm-hmm. lose that love. Mm-hmm. Either Eight or Ten. I would want to re- revisit for the first time. Here's the thing: this question is an episode of itself. <laughs> it really is. Let's go with Griffin West, and he writes in: Do you think Wolfenstein Three? Is coming this fall. Do you think it'll be on PlayStation or will I have to buy? God, Series X. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's a joke. Everybody laugh. God damn it. Also, what do you want to see from a Wolfenstein three? Um, no, I don't mm-hmm. think Wolfenstein three is coming. I think well, do you think CPAC? You think C- CPAC? That was like, you know, and wink, wink, nudge, nudge to Wolfenstein three. If you got that joke, please laugh. C- CPAC? What? It, it, it was a thing on Twitter. It was hilarious. I, I must have missed it. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Griffin, this kind of goes into what the Bethesda thing. I'm not going to repeat myself. I hope yeah. it comes to PlayStation. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have my hopes up for it. But what I want to see from Wolf 3 is I want to see it in a new time period. I think that's what 2 made 2 really, really... Mm. Why I dug that so much. It's because it was in America... It was in, like, diner era of, uh, right. American diner era of mm-hmm. the country where it was all, yay, government. Woo! And that's everyone, not us. Everyone drinking <laughs> chocolate malt shakes yeah. and good old American housewives staying at home and cooking for their man kind of thing. Yeah. But with a Nazi twist on it. For Zephyra. Perfect pregnant pause right <laughs> <Thank> there. <you. laughs> Dude, what I want from Wolfenstein 3, I, okay. That, that also fan. made me sound like I stay hate fan. women. I don't hate women. I love them very much. I don't want them to stay if you just be housewives. Please I love the ladies. Don't husband. cancel me, please. <laughs> Kyle, you being the one that gets canceled before <laughs> me. I would want a fucking refund if that's the case. I want to make us in bed on that right now. <laughs> right now. Uh, I, I've never, I've never beaten one or two. I really want to. 
I know um, I know why you haven't beaten two, and it's totally about Yeah, I can't. Spoiler alert, they make you kill a dog, and I can't do that shit. Yeah, Mm-mm. I get that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one hurts. Anyway. Um, but Last of Us Part Two, you did it a whole lot? Yeah, but, like, the, I was able to disassociate, and, like, it wasn't, like, That's my fair. pet dog. Also, like, some of the racism in that game really, really oh, yeah. fucking pissed me off. Oh, yeah. So, I would say I would love, a, like, a 90s fighting the Nazis in the 90s. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and, like, Going everybody's wearing, like, parachute uh, jeans or yes. whatever. <laughs> Pants. Oh, my God. I would mm-hmm. love to hear what hip-hop would be. Mm-hmm. In a air in a time period where <laughs> Nazism was in yeah. America, how yeah. they would try to tackle that, and again, any game for me to punch a Nazi and yeah. kill a Nazi, I'm <laughs> totally okay with. I'm, yeah, I'm totally fine with. Yeah, it's like, hello, kids. V to Zane, I got something that I have to say. <laughs> We're spitting dumb lines. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, I was no. sure right, Sam, because that, that question was like two two seconds of becoming problematic. I was sure right, Sam. Uh, I have a PSVR, and I've gotten a few years. I got it a few years ago. I haven't used it in about a year. Many factors for that reason. I don't have the space when I come home from work. As I drive all day, my eyes are tired. It's so difficult to put a TV to my face. I want to play it as well as watch 3D movies. Uh, my question, though, is do you think Sony will use the new camera for VR? Or do you think it will be like the Quest? Because uh, because if it's... yeah, Sorry, I'm butchering this one, Irish show. Because if it's with the camera, it's going to be very difficult because I don't have six feet that I need. Also, Sony said... For the last PSVR, that it was easy to port games to where there are many games that were not ported. Do you believe it's going to be the same for the next PSVR? Hopefully, we get Alex in Fallout 4. Fallout 4, at this point, bit of a pipe dream, you know? Yeah. Microsoft really screwed the pooch on that one. But Alex, possibly. I, I think VR definitely needs all people working together here. I think collaboration is going to breed the success of VR, not the, not the the split ecosystem thing. I don't think that's that works. Um, so that said, do we think this is going to be a camera we're working with, or do you think it's going to be a Quest? We're using God, motion I, and the I, cameras I, of the of the headset I, rather than the camera of a TV. I hope it's like the Quest, man. Yeah, I I wanted to be fully wireless, but the fact that they said it was. A single cord, yeah. PSVR two, when we talked about it last week. I think it will have to be with the new camera. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a bummer. You're gonna have to spend money for the new camera. Absolutely. And, uh, but if the fidelity is better, I'll I'll take that risk. The the having the room the the adequate space to mm-hmm. play it is also a thing, but I don't know what else is or how to maneuver around that. Yeah, I think that's really, other than how to get as least wires as you can, like, to make the setup as easy as it can be, I think the biggest hurdle for PSVR is space. Do you just have the space or you don't? It's really going to, is this the thing that is the, the gatekeeper in the room? Is this like, if you have, like, a coffee table in front of you, can you move it? Can't you not? 
you know, are you confined? Like, how small is your apartment or your living room or whatever, game room, man cave, whatever the case may be. Um, that, I think, is going to be the deciding factor. And if they do smart things, like with the quest, where it'll actually alert you that you're getting close to objects in the room, or it actually scans the room itself, I think that's really the way to go. So I don't, I, I kind of think maybe a camera, or maybe it's like optional, like a camera makes it maybe a little bit more accurate, or, you know, uh, or if it's just without, and it's just measuring the environment that you're in. I think that would work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That said, Kyle, that's it. That's been the trophy room. And let me tell you, what an episode it's been. Yeah. One of our longest, actually. One of our longest. It's in, honestly, just a, a lot of fun. And I definitely yeah. needed that this week. So I want to thank everybody once again for stopping by. And I want to point everybody to our patron, but it's for a different cause, I promise. So go to patreon.com slash PS trophy room. And what we wanted to do was we wanted to pay homage to our friend Bobby. Um, again, we lost him over the weekend, and I put out a post. It's a mini podcast where I'm venting to Kyle about my feelings um, as someone who survived COVID, um, living with that survivor's guilt, and going through the motions of grieving for a friend. It's completely free for everyone. You don't have to be a patron. The reason why I put it on Patreon was so it... You know, it wasn't on the main feed so that it's it's optional because if you're walking in as a new viewer and you get hit with depression straight off the bat, I would understand. So, honestly, I put this out this morning and it has gotten, I don't know, downloads for sure, but it's already gotten as many hits as we would get in a week on the trophy room. So, um, looks like it's not just me that's grieving and we're, we're grieving together. And, um, again, down below is the link for Bobby. For their family, because now not only do they have those hospital bills, but they got uh, funeral costs and all that as well. Let's help that family out. Let's help our friend Kevin out as well, um, who leaves behind a family as well. Link to all those GoFundMe's. That's what we're going to be doing this week, um, is remembering our friends. I cannot stress this enough. Wear a mask. Wear it. It saves lives. Not just yours. Think about others. I get it. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I ain't a scientist. Things can get frustrating sometimes and you want to return to normal, but you can't force it. We have to be patient. We have to listen to the experts for God's sakes. Listen, mm-hmm. please. I love y'all so very much. If y'all need to talk about anything, Mr. Badbit on Twitter. Mr. K-Step on Twitter. We're here for you. At PS Trophy Room. Um, over on that p- Patreon, again, that post, put a comment down. I'll try my best to react to it, to, to respond to it as accordingly. I've gotten a lot of DMs of like, hey, I don't know you, man, but it, it, that helped her. Hey, I don't know you, but I want to grieve with you. Reach out to your fellow person. We're all in this together. Uh, with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody. Keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. Keep respecting each other. Keep playing PlayStation. Love you. Love you. <laughs>